uh, we start a new year together, and i uh, excited about that. Uh, during um, most of this year, we are going to be talking about the Gospel of John. Um, we, are, we are not starting John today. I wanted to give us a chance to kind of get ourselves into the new year together. And uh, so we, we will start an overview uh, of the Gospel of John and then do, go right through all the chapters uh, throughout 2019. Uh, so you can be uh, thinking ahead about that. Today, I wanted to talk to you about uh, choosing the door to our future. Uh, looking ahead, I've been thinking about and reading uh, a lot of different ideas in the scripture about doors, uh, doors that are open doors, closed doors. You know, doors in the scripture is a, is a metaphor. Uh, there are metaphors for a lot of important things in our life, and sometimes God opens doors, and sometimes God shuts doors. Uh, we use that kind of language a lot in our conversations about how God leads us. Uh, doors have great uh, spiritual uh, significance. Uh, so I was thinking about some of the kinds of doors that you might see. You might see, for instance, um, think about your front door uh, of your house. Uh, yours might look different than that. Or maybe you have a back door, uh, uh, as you think about that. Uh, uh, that kind of looks like a a screen door. You know, we used to have a screen door when I was growing up. Uh, I don't know if we have lots of those anymore, but uh, you could uh, see doors around your house. There's the shower door, uh, and you might see uh, uh, maybe a closet door, a bathroom door, a uh, uh, door of a uh, closet to you, you know, in a room there. Uh, you see all kind of doors. You could think about the different doors that you see uh, in, in your life, whether it's um, the revolving door you might see in a, in a place of business or uh, in the grocery store, you see those automatic doors uh, that come about. We're not really talking about all those today, but we are talking about the significance of doors in our life. You know, a door can be an entrance or a door can be an exit. A door can be a bridge or a door can be a barrier. Uh, it can be something that says welcome but it also can be something that focuses on uh, rejection. Um, doors can keep things separate and um, protected, or doors can provide access, or doors can uh, be locked and prevent uh, entrance. Uh, a door can represent, uh, the Bible talks about a door of salvation or a door toward greater discipleship or a door of service, uh, a door toward mission, an open opportunity. Door can be an access, a prayer, a, a moment of worship, a doorway into fellowship together. So there's a lot of different implications to this idea of, of doors. Uh, the scripture I wanted you to see is in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. If you haven't pulled out your notes yet, I uh, hope that you will gather those and we can look at these, uh, the, these ideas together today. Uh, Revelation 3 is a section of scripture where Jesus is talking and he's speaking to seven different churches and bringing a message to them. This particular church was the church called Philadelphia. Uh, you know, he's not talking about Philadelphia and America, 2,000 years before that, there was a Philadelphia church that Jesus is responding to. And it's what he says. He says, this is the message 
from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he's describing there is that the message is from Christ. This is the message from him, uh, the one that is holy and true. And then he says, what he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not uh, deny me. You know, Jesus is saying that the doors that he unlocks and opens, no one can close. And the doors that he shuts and locks, no one is able to open. He says, I know everything about you. How does that make you feel today? <laughs> he knows everything about you. He knows what you've been going through he knows where you are uh, this morning as we worship together uh, in 2019. He says, so look, pay attention. I am placing before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you are not very strong, but you have kept my word and you have been faithful uh, to me. So he's giving us encouragement. He says, this is a door of opportunity. Uh, I, I know about you. I know that maybe you're not as spiritually strong as you would like to be, but I'm thankful that you stayed. I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you are being faithful to me, and I'm ready to open some incredible doors in your life. You're not perfect. You're not really spiritually as strong as I want you to be, but I'm giving you an opportunity, an open opportunity for what your days ahead will be like. Uh, what he says there is happened in our lives over and over again, right? how God has opened doors in our life and giving us opportunities and ways that we could see him moving. I've seen that over and over in my own life. Now, sometimes even having to sort of pinch myself and say, I can't believe I'm in this situation, that God has opened the door and led our life in such a way uh, that we are where he wants us to be. God has done that for our church over and over again, and he continues to accomplish that. Uh, so what do we need to know? In 2019, what do we need to know as we get our year started about the doors in our life? Uh, several things. First of all, uh, realize that every door is a decision. Every door is a decision. Every, uh, in the Bible, these doors are metaphors about the choices that we make every day. We choose our future not based simply on our circumstances or determining our future uh, on, on the basis of those things that are happening around us, but every door you walk by, you have a choice. Uh, you have a choice. Am I going to walk through that door or am I going to avoid that door? door. Uh, we learn pretty early in our life that there are some doors that we should not walk through, right? We, we recognize that there's some doors that we should avoid. Uh, but every time you see a door, you know there's a decision to be made. Will I go through that or will I not? Number two. Number two is that our year will be shaped by the doors that I walk past and that I walk through. So our, our year will be shaped by which doors I walk past and which I walk through. So your future is determined by those choices. Your decisions, every door is a decision, and it will be the, your future will be determined on the basis of what you walk by and what you walk through. Um, how many times you ever walked through a door in your life and you realized not too, not 
too long after that, that was the wrong door. Uh, you don't have to raise your hand or anything, but just welcome to the club, right? <laughs> We've all walked through those doors where we wondered, um, you know, one of the things I noticed is that when, when you walk through a door that I shouldn't have walked through, it's sometimes very difficult to get back on track. You know, it's not like you walk through the door and you make some decision and then all of a sudden it's like, whoops, I'm going back and I'm right back over here. No, it seems like I, I get all wound up and messed up and it takes me a while to get back on track once I've made that wrong choice. Everybody with me here? You're going to leave me out by myself or you're going to come along with me here? Uh, you know, there are some doors that honestly, haven't you had moments where it just took you months and maybe even years? to get yourself back on track once you made those uh, decisions and it was, it was the wrong choice there. Uh, you know, we have to have what the Bible calls discernment. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit, but the, the more discerning that you are, the more in, focused on what God's intentions are for you, the better decisions that you're going to make uh, in your life. The Bible says in Deuteronomy verse thir chapter 30, verse 15, God says, today I am giving you a choice. You can choose life and success or death and disaster. Now, here's the problem. Sometimes we don't see what's behind the door. It's kind of like, you remember, let's make a deal. Door number one, door number two, door number three, get the zonk or the car or the candy or what. There's a big, it was a difference between every single door. Um, so I, I want to make sure that I choose the right door so I'm not wasting my time or wasting my resources, wasting my effort. Uh, how do I make those decisions? I seek God's discernment. One of, the, one of the ways discernment is especially important is in our relationships, right? How we're going to deal with our relationships. How, well, the doors that we're going to step through in the relationships that we have. Um, so the truth is, as your pastor, um, you know, sometimes I realize that I have a broken chooser. You ever, have, you ever feel like you got a broken chooser? Uh, you know, it just seems like I don't know exactly which way to go or I make the wrong decision there. Well, I'm asking the Spirit of God uh, to, help, to help me, to help us, to be discerning, to be attentive to what choices God lays out before us. Uh, because as you'll see as we walk along, God is in the business of opening and closing doors in every one of our lives. So every door is a decision. This year will be shaped by which ones you pass by and which ones you walk through. Uh, number three, uh, what is a door? A door may be three different things. Uh, a door may be an opportunity. It may be an opportunity uh, from God. These are, these are good doors that you want to go through. God gives you an opportunity, and he says, I'm going to give you this wide open door. Uh, I'm going to give you a door that's going to lead you to where I want you to be uh, so you, that you will be in the right place at the right time. Um, a good example is the Apostle Paul. Uh, he says, a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. Um, the, the last half of that verse actually says a huge door of opportunity has opened here and there is much opposition. There is much, you know, sometimes opportunity plus opposition equals the will of God. You think that's true? You know, I, I noticed that a lot of times, um, I'll just use myself, you know, I, I, I like to, um, make sure that I have a lot of peace about it before I walk through this door, right? 
You know, do you, you know, and, and so many of you are just like that. Um, well, I have peace about this or I have peace about that. Do you know that sometimes you got to walk through a door and you don't know what's on the other side? You don't know for sure. You know, I, I would love for him to map it out or at least to, to make a sign or something so you knew what that was. But a lot of times you got to trust God because every time God opens a door for you to walk through doesn't mean it's going to be problem free. Doesn't mean there are not going to be any difficulties. There might be risk. Risk that's going to cause your faith to grow. Risk that will allow you to, to grow stronger. Risk that will uh, not say there's no problems, but it's the opportunity that God has given to us. So some doors are opportunities from God. Uh, other doors are distractions. They might be a distraction from others. Uh, you, you know what that feels like, right? It seems like a good opportunity, and actually it ends up being a distraction and keeps you from doing what God wants you to do uh, when you walk through that door. Do you know that God has a wonderful plan for your life, and so does everybody else? <laughs> they have a good plan for you too, uh, deciding uh, how to use your time, how to use your money, how to use your energy. You know, people all the time, they... Uh, they call, I get these calls on my cell phone, right? And they want, they want me to buy something. They want me to, uh, to get involved in something because they don't really care about me. All they're interested in is getting involved in my resources. They have a wonderful plan for me. And I want to say, nope, I'm not walking through that door. Um, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing necessarily, but recognizing there's got to be discernment. Uh, there's this story in the Bible about Nehemiah. Uh, you might remember Nehemiah was frustrated because his hometown, the wall and the protection of that, of that hometown had been broken down. And so he wanted to go and to build a wall there. And his king loved him and said, sure, I'll send you there and I'll send some resources along. And so uh, he gets there and he starts building the wall. Well, the reason the wall had been torn down was that people were, had been attacking the city, thieves and people taking advantage of the people. And so there was a lot of people that didn't want the wall built. So Nehemiah is there and he's working hard and he's building the wall. And then these people call on him and say, come, let's, let's have some conversation. Notice what he says. He says, I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm doing important work right now. Why should the work stop while I come down and see you? They were trying to open a door to say, oh, we'll kind of be a little distraction for you. Um, so he's wanting to make sure that he stays on the point there. Um, you know, sometimes you got to say that to people in your life, right? To situations, to circumstances in your life. Why should I stop doing what God has asked me to do to go over here and do something else that's going to become a distraction for me? Um, so some open doors can be uh, a distraction moving us away. One last one, a door might be an opportunity. It could be a distraction. It could be a trap. How about a trap from Satan? You know, there are traps in our world around us. Matthew 16, 23, Jesus says this, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You're looking at things merely from a human viewpoint, not from God's. You see, when you start looking at things from a, a human perspective, from your own perspective and not necessarily bringing God into the conversation, uh, the, the opportunity is there for Satan to create a trap. 
to draw you away um, from what God's intention is for you. So an opportunity, a distraction, or a trap. One thing that you can know for sure, number four, that we've learned from the Word of God is that if an open door is truly from God, it will not contradict God's Word. It will not contradict God's Word. Um, oh, I, I hear this all the time. You know, people will want to have conversations about um, how do they hear from God. You know, I don't, I don't really know how, how you hear from God. Uh, you know, I know how God works in my life. But this one thing I know for sure is that when you decide that you're going to do something that is contradictory to the Word of God just because you think it might make you happy, then that's a lie from the enemy. You know, an open door, uh, oh, I'll just give you an example. You know, somebody that, uh, that says, uh, well, pastor, my marriage is just not, not going well. And this guy says, I met this girl at, at work. You know, they put us right near each other. I, I'm just pretty sure that God just really wants, see, that's a lie right there. Amen. But those are the kind of lies, the kind of traps that Satan sets for us, tries to make us think that if, if we're looking at it from our perspective or from the, the way the world looks at things, rather than recognizing, you know, God, you know, I'm pretty sure in a room this size, everybody in this room is not totally, blissfully, happily married right now. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? We could just say that and all say, yeah, let's just go on our way. The truth is, that's probably not true. There's probably some people in this room that are struggling in their marriage. Or there might be some single people in this room that are really struggling being single and trying to figure out what are you going to do in your life. You know, the devil loves to take you in those difficult moments and then put something out there in front of you that wouldn't be God's will. It wouldn't be his plan for you. But whatever the open door looks like, Always put it in the context of what does the Word of God has to say? What has God already told me that I should do? How do, I, how do I stay faithful to God in the midst of this situation? Because it is so possible for him to help you. Do you know he can help you with your marriage? If you're in this room today, he, he wants to help you. You know, we just get a little stubborn sometimes. And we want to kind of kick in this other door over there. But it might be a trap from the enemy. The word of God says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. So we're, we're thinking about all the different ways that God can lead us, uh, recognizing that God opens doors. Uh, number five, sometimes God shuts a door for my protection. Sometimes God shuts a door. Uh, you know, things happen in our life all the time, right? That we wonder, wonder why this is happening. What, why is this taking place? What's happening in this situation? We recognize uh, the scripture there is, uh, says, then God shut the door. That's the story of Noah. And the reason God shut the door with Noah was to protect him from the rain and the storm. And sometimes that happens in your life where it doesn't feel like the best thing happening. It doesn't feel really good, but maybe God has a bigger plan 
God has, has a bigger perspective uh, about you, something that you can't quite figure out, but recognizing that God has a plan, God has a good idea, God has a greater door for you in your life. So it's important that we come back to him over and over again and understand what he is wanting to accomplish because God will open doors as we trust him. Amen? God will open doors in 2019 in your life, whatever your age, whatever your season, whatever your circumstances look like, God will open doors if we trust him. Let's read the scripture together. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's from the New King James. Uh, says it so clearly for us. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. God will open doors as we put our trust in him. He will show us the path that he has in mind for us. Job says, I have, this is God speaking, I have never turned away from anyone, but I have opened my doors to everyone. I want to uh, remind you that um, Job had difficulties, he had struggles, but he recognized that God wanted to provide open doors for him. God has a future for you. God has a good year in store for you. God has a good plan for you in your life. Um, do you know that the only one that can really mess up your 2019 future is you? Some of you don't like that, I know. It'd be way easier to blame him. It'd be way easier to blame her. Might even be easy to say, well, Satan did it. But the only way you can mess up your future that God has in mind for you this year is you. You know, somebody else might try, but you have every opportunity today to make a choice about how you're going to live your life. Nobody, even God, he doesn't force his will on you. He's not going to enforce, I mean, he's not going to force you to enjoy what he has in mind for you. He, you, you can choose to go through the wrong doors. You can choose to make bad decisions. You can choose to waste your time, your energy. You can choose to go through the wrong doors. You can choose whatever you want. You have the ability to mess it up. But God says, come to me. Come to me, and we'll get started together on this. You know, sometimes God kind of just cracks the door open and begins to give you some perspective about the dreams he might have for you, the vision that he wants you to have. And when you begin to get a glimpse of what God wants to accomplish, when you begin to feel God's vision on your life, God is not going to give you a map to show you from January 6th through the rest of the year what it's going to be like. Uh, he, you say, well, I'm, I don't know what to do. I kind of get scared. Um, you know, I, I get scared as well. But he wants to keep me close. He wants to keep me dependent on him. He wants, he's, he's going to unscroll it a little bit at a time. You know, he's going to give me step A and then later B and C and run on down the line. So he wants to keep me close, to keep you close, to keep you dependent. He's going to show you the vision. Um, that he has for you in his own time and in his own way. So, so what do we need? 
What do I need to learn? First, I have to learn uh, to have discernment. I learned to have discernment. Discernment is knowing which door to walk through, which door to pass by, which one is going to be a waste of my time. Uh, and my prayer for you is the same that Paul had uh, in Philippians 1, 9, and 10. He says, this is my prayer for you, that your love will keep growing more and more with knowledge and greater discernment so that you will be able to make the right choices. God says, I want you to grow, to grow in love, to be more loving, to be filled with his knowledge, to have discernment about the choices to make. He promises, you know, he's not playing hide and seek. He's not Monty Hall. He's not giving you three doors and one of them's a zonk. You know, he just wants you to have discernment to listen to his voice. You know, we need to learn that God wants to open the doors so he will give us discernment. And then number two, you learn to have courage. Learn to have courage, because you might want to write, you might want to write, do the right thing, but having the courage uh, to be able to do it. You know what? Courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing the right thing even when you're afraid, even when you're a little uncertain. Courage is doing the right thing because God has helped you to see that. The, I mean, it takes courage to forgive. It takes courage to take a stand. It takes courage to offer forgiveness to somebody else, to reconcile a relationship. It takes courage when uh, you don't know for sure. Uh, you just feel a little uncertain about it, but you're learning that he wants to help you. Notice what David said to Solomon in 1 Chronicles. It says, be strong and courageous and get to work. Don't you like that? Be strong and courageous and get to work. Don't be frightened by the size of the task, for the Lord God is with you. He will not fail or forsake you. He will see to it that everything is finished uh, correctly. Um, every decision in your life, uh, personal, every decision about our church, um, I, I'm telling you, every decision, uh, most of the decisions I make related to the church, I'm always scared. Is that going to be the right step? Is that what we should do? Um, but you don't, you know, you don't respond to God just with our fears. We respond with courage to allow him to help us to take the steps that he's given to us. What are, what are you afraid to do? What step are you afraid to take? What door is he going to open uh, for you? Recognizing that he wants to give you uh, direction and encouragement. Learn to have discernment. Learn to have courage. And then learn to take action. James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do uh, what it says. So for 2019, before we take communion together, I thought I'd give you some ideas uh, about some open doors. You know, one uh, way to have discernment is to, uh, is to go to church. You say, well, pastor, I'm here. Uh, yep, good job. I hope that you'll plan to be in church uh, throughout 2019. Uh, maybe you got some people in your life that really need to, to be connected to, to church. You know, if you want God to lead you through the right doors, you got to be listening to his voice. You got to hear what he has to say. So I encourage you to, to be in church. Um, do a door related to our church will be to grow deeper in God's word this year. I am so excited about us studying the gospel of John. Um, but I didn't, I didn't just start it today. I wanted you to think about um, what God wants you to do, uh, to be involved in the Word of God. How many of you, uh, 
feel excited about knowing a gospel, like the gospel of John, not just knowing sporadic verses here or there. I guarantee you that if you'll come to church throughout this year, you will have a handle on the gospel of John like you've never had before. Isn't it a desire that you have to have to have some of the scripture where you fully, you know, when, when we talk about the gospel of John, um, I get, I get going a little bit here. I calm myself down. Uh, but a lot of times when you first come to know Christ, somebody might share with you, uh, what should I read? And many times we'd say the gospel of John. Uh, it's a great beginning place uh, for us. It's something that can really help us to grow in our understanding of who Christ is and following him. And that's, that's one of our desires here. Um, one of the doors could be to be involved in a Bible study. So not just to come to worship and hear a sermon about uh, the Gospel of John, maybe being involved in a class. Um, maybe you want to start a class. Uh, I'm encouraging you. Maybe you want to start one at your house. Uh, if you're interested in starting a Bible study related to the Gospel of John, we, are want, we want to help you uh, with that, like giving you resources and helping you to do that. Maybe, maybe you could be involved in a Bible study. Uh, we, have a, we have a thing called Remix that meets at 10 o'clock. Uh, or um, in the in the 1030 service, sorry. And uh, they'll, they'll be studying the Gospel of John. Some other groups will be doing that as well. Uh, however, uh, where can you get in a situation where you can start talking about how am I going to apply this uh, to my life? Uh, commit to learning more about Jesus, living that, sharing that, learning more about him. Dedicated to prayer in my life. What a great door to walk through to say, uh, the role of, what's the role of prayer in my life, especially in learning more about greater discernment? Here's a door I'll offer to you. Uh, I will apply my faith to the priorities of my life. Um, that, that's such a key thing about us studying the Scripture together, is how am I applying that to my life? Uh, once in a while, I'll have a conversation with someone in a counseling situation, and um, many times I will say, how are we applying Christ and his word to your situation? It's so interesting sometimes that people go, like I'm a Christian, but have I applied the teachings of Christ to my marriage, to my parenting, to my money, to uh, my work, to the choices I'm making, to my decisions. That's really the purpose of this message today. Am I applying these things so that I know the direction he has for me, the door he wants me to go through? Uh, the doors that might be open to us uh, in, at uh, PFN. I think God still has big dreams for PFN. Amen? I think God is working in us. I'm excited about what this year holds, uh, what he's going to do through this church, what he's going to do in our ministry at Southside, what he's going to do at Summit or Sunnyland, or the, uh, the property over there in Washington, um, the, what's going to happen in Kid Zone. I, I, get, I get excited about the possibility of kids that are going to walk through there this morning and hug Brian and was just thinking to myself, what's going to happen in Kid Zone uh, this year? What's going to happen in Refuge uh, with, with Josh? What's going to take place this year uh, for our teenager? Creates excitement and opportunities and doorways that God can give to us. You know, we have man church tomorrow night, first one of 2019. I'm so excited about what could happen with our men in, in 2019. Open 
doors that God would give to us? What about women, our, our, our ministry to women through Pastor Greta and uh, recognizing what God could do there, how discipling can happen, maybe how, what kind of growth is going to happen for you spiritually in your life this coming year? Those, those are doorways that God wants to open for us. Doors of service, finding ways to serve. You know, you look at that card I mentioned to you earlier, and on the back, the very first Sunday, there's already a bunch of new stuff you can, you can be involved in. Uh, during the year, some, uh, around March, April, we're going to have a ministry fair. That'll be a new opportunity to kind of just look at all the different things that are happening uh, at our church. Why? You're looking for a doorway of how God might want to use you and your talents, people that you will influence this year. Who's going to know Christ because of you in 2019? Don't you think God is, has that, you know, if God was writing our bucket list, I think that would be on there, right? Uh, who are we going to influence? And I'll just tell you this. If you think you're going to, uh, if you want to influence people, especially if you want to get them to Christ or get them to, to come to church and be involved, you probably got to influence 10 to get the one, Right? You got to be thinking about a lot of different people and the way you can, because you don't know for sure who, who God is preparing to be able to be responsive to that and being able to honor God uh, through our giving uh, as, we, as we give. So all those are open doors and hundreds of others that God will offer into your life. So I'm asking you today um, to, to make some agreement with God.